In this episode in our Insight series, I'm joined by Gunjun and Kiara from Oncocoin, an equitable cancer ecosystem powered with Oncocoin to disrupt cancer research. Gunjun is a TED speaker and has authored numerous articles for the Harvard Business Review, the MIT Sloan Review, along with many others. In 2011, he founded Innoplexus, focusing on solving challenges in life sciences and pharmaceuticals using AI. Kiara is a passionate advocate for informed patients and leading the development for Curia, a cancer resource platform tailored to their cancer profile. She has extensive experience as an analyst at Goldman Sachs and EY. How will blockchain and AI improve cancer patient outcomes? Will sharing patient data accelerate testing and validating new therapies and solutions? Today, you'll learn how OncoCoin is paving a new frontier for health tech using blockchain technology and is solving many of the pain points in cancer research today. Tell me a little bit about your background, what brought you here um, from the both of you. I went to this crazy Indian tech school called IIT Bombay and landed up for some unknown reasons into Germany. Um, I did my PhD here and was a cookie cutter. I worked <laughs> for EY and Boston Consulting Group. Oh wow! And while I was sailing smooth through the consulting career, my best friend, mentor, and first boss was diagnosed with cancer. And this experience, wherein when a patient is diagnosed with cancer, the questions that confront not just that person, but also his or her loved ones, led to a process, a journey, uh, which today has um, become cancer coined. It has led to uh, us working hard and creating cancer coin. There are fundamental questions that a patient has. What are my alternatives? Where are the right clinical studies taking place? Uh, who are the real experts for my cancer type and disease state? And while patients are looking for answers to the most important fundamental questions, which are not available, industry is craving for real world data from the same very patients. So industry needs data, real world data to train their AI models and patients need information and answers to the very fundamental questions. And that's what we bring together with CancerCoin. Kiara? Um, hi, I'm Kiara. I worked for uh, Goldman Sachs before and um, was really searching for something that had an impact for a lot of people. And then I had the big honor to um, launch the Curia uh, patient app, which is also uh, part of this ecosystem, which we'll talk about it. Um, and uh, yeah, built this up with the team, which is a really amazing um, experience and uh, also story, which we'll deep dive into um, also in this interview. No, excited. Well, welcome to you both. You know, I had an interesting read not too long ago, but I read this book called When Breath Becomes Air. It's a, it's a, fast, it's a fascinating book. I remember um, I was driving on the freeway and I forgot to stop at the gas station because I was so caught into the story. But when facing like this terminal illnesses, it really is a life-changing um, just to hear the stories. And I can imagine having your boss discover that must have been quite a journey. Yeah, it's uh, when you face death for yourself based on 
how spiritual you are, your reaction could be different. But when a loved one that you highly respect and admire faces death, that's not philosophical anymore. That's very real. And there are a number of questions that come, not just related to the disease, but everything around that. Um, and that's when I learned after this first experience, hope can be so powerful. And hope comes when you can see around. And in medicine, unfortunately, hope is not very real for patients when they can't get access to information. Medicine is like religion, as religion was 200 years back. You know, only the priests spoke the language of the gods. So normal people had were completely dependent on these priests to communicate with the gods. In medicine, priests are the physicians, the big pharmas and the biotechs, and the normal people are regulators, investors, and worse, patients. Mm. There is a huge information asymmetry, which is a pity. And I think it actually spans beyond just just the cancer itself, like what you're saying. Uh, I remember that book, it was, he was a neuroscience himself, a scientist himself, and he was learning things that, you know, medicine never taught him. So it is a, there is a broader picture here and the information asymmetry is, is key. So tell me, tell me why you, you came to, like, why did this bring you down this route? Like what, what insights did you have that you knew that this could solve it using this technology? Fighting cancer is about hope and it touches the most important uh, element of human behavior. I mean, cancer is so formidable. You know, it's a death warrant if you have a pancreatic cancer, for instance. Um, there are many such cancers. It's just palliative. You could manage, you know, you have three to five years, six years, seven years of life left. And hence, if we were to defeat something using a technology, using AI, it had to be cancer. So it also kind of unifies you together, uh, gives you energy uh, as a team. And that's why we chose the first battle we would raise against uh, would be a battle against cancer. Fascinating. So Kiara, I know you're focusing on the, the Curia app and I want to dive into that because that is also, it's almost like the flip side. You're empowering these people through this technology. Uh, what excites you the most about it? Um, so for me and also the team, um, we're motivated the most um, about the reactions of the patients. And, you know, it's um, oftentimes with apps, it's the case that you, you're not so much connected with the patients because they sit behind their phones, they're using it, you, you see the interactions through the usage, through the downloads. But even beyond that, we're receiving emails, we're receiving um, patient applications for clinical trials. Wow. Um, <clears throat> that uh, even go beyond international borders and that's that is such a beautiful thing that through technology through our product that we have launched um, patients that are desperate um, find trials we just had one 
uh, one patient in the UK which applied um, to a trial in Singapore. And uh, that is so beautiful to see that um, there is hope for them and that uh, our technology and our product can help them, um, as I said, beyond international borders. On top of that, all the emails that we're receiving um, every day, all the app store reviews, and especially we can also see it in the downloads and the usage, uh, which grows so fast uh, that uh, we're like every day um, super surprised about the um, new users. Like every uh, few seconds, there is a new download and average. Wow. And um, we have already beaten um, all of our competitors um, here. And that makes us super proud um, because it shows how, how useful the app is for the patients. And here's the deal, Ivan. Um, imagine CancerCoin to be the WeChat for cancer patients. So you have Curia as this WeChat and you have built an entire ecosystem. You have over 130,000 cancer patients on this platform today. You can get um, access to key uh, information, uh, questions that I alluded to earlier in our uh, discussion. What are the alternatives? What are the right clinical trials for me? Who are the real experts for my specific cancer type and disease state? But on top of that, you can avail second opinion. Mm. Uh, a CRO or a pharma could do a patient survey. We also have a pancreatic cancer drug discovery project wherein we can get data from patients on their tumor sequences, their clinical data in lieu of something that's an incentive. So patients are not only getting information, they are providing information or data that could help train AI, that could accelerate drug discovery programs against something that has a value. And that's what CancerCoin is all about. It's about democratizing and decentralizing drug discovery. I love that. And that's an amazing vision. And it's so interesting because um, We've seen other projects like Biobank, where they, you know, people in the UK can, you know, opt in to provide their data for bigger research. But through CancerCoin, it's almost like an exchange of value, where you know the, the researchers could use this. It's literally the, potentially the richest source of data. You're crowdsourcing data from cancer patients, and in return, they're receiving access. And it sounds like even access to clinical trials, which is not easy to do. You know, there it's very hard to find or even to get these kind of resources. And you know, the, the interesting thing is even this information asymmetry, we are bridging that. And for that, patients do not pay anything. We use our AI engine to provide answers to these questions. If a patient avails a service from any service provider, we also are planning to have some of the digital therapeutics providers in oncology to be a part of our ecosystem. And you know how cancer is, it's all fragmented. There is somebody who would look at your heartbeats, your pulse rates and look at what you ate and some, some would look at depression uh, or other mental um, hazards uh, uh, 
diseases uh, in uh, cancer patients. We are bringing all of them together. So people can get access to these services and pay for those services using cancer coin, but they get paid cancer coins if they contribute data for specific drug discovery projects. One is a pancreatic cancer project that is our own cancer coin flagship project. Mm -hmm. But tomorrow other big pharmas and biotechs could also come and say they have a project in melanoma, they have a project in glioblastoma and can request licensing of specific clinical data from patients for a specific program oh, wow. against something of value. It's not a blank check. You're not taking data for providing services. It's licensing of specific data for a specific purpose against value. That's a very sophisticated system. Yeah, we don't believe in data pools the way AI has been, you know, it's taking patients and scientists for a ride. Mm. You just get their data, put it all together without any specificity and say, you know, without data pools, you can't train AI. Why would you need, if you're training your AI models for Parkinson's, why would you need flu data? It doesn't make any sense. So why not use AI to identify what is relevant for me? If there is a pancreatic cancer patient and you need data from that pancreatic cancer patient, you provide something of value in exchange for the rights to use that data for something really specific. You don't say, I want to use your data for pancreatic cancer and do something else with that. So you build a very equitable, transparent and trustless system wherein patient is at the center of drug discovery. Everybody has been talking about bringing patient to the center, but patients have been taken for a ride. It's exactly here where we are creating a decentralized system where patient can really contribute with something super valuable they have, and that is their real world data. So one of the questions in our community asked, and I thought this is a, like a parallel, is that when you're submitting this data, uh, is it is it de-identified? Are there, are there ways that patients can submit information without their uh, P, uh, protected health information? Yeah, absolutely. So the data is anonymized. Um, it's GDPR compliant, um, you know, the way we, we use this data. So there are no personal identifiers and so on. And again, patient is not submitting data. You know, see, this is where we have come today. In the age of AI, people have the suspicion. They believe, you know, I'm submitting my data and I don't know what the other person would do. Yep, yep. I, as a patient, am licensing my data for a very specific purpose. And that license can be for participating in a survey that somebody hosts. Everything is transparent. And I get something of value in return. If I do not want to license my data for that specific purpose, I do not license my data. I have my private key. I hold complete control and ownership of the data that I have created. 
And if you license your data for that specific purpose, it's of course anonymized and in a very compliant way used to train AI that would bring hopefully a therapy faster for the very same patients or answer questions to a service provider, a pharma, a biotech that could again help them with bringing therapies faster to patients or you know, could avail a digital therapeutic service which could help you as a patient. But it's trustless, it's transparent, and it's not for free. Nothing is for free. So you get something of value in return. And what they give up in value is really their, their patient data, right? So that's, that's one thing. You know, I have to ask the obvious question. And, and actually, some of the, the, the people in that conference were asking the same thing. is this ecosystem is so powerful. It doesn't just stop at cancer. You know, it, the potential is massive here. Yeah, but one step at a time. Rome was <laughs> not built in a day. And, you know, cancer is a big problem. Uh, it's a death warrant. Uh, and still, there is a lot of asymmetry. I mean, imagine people who have access to an amazing network, people who have access to capital. They have been calling us and saying, my son has this. Can you identify the top people? Are there innovative alternatives? Because there is nothing out there. If these people feel helpless in such a situation, think of thousands of cancer patients each year who do not have these means. What would they be going through? Empowering them is the mission we have taken as first. And once we create a mark, or as Steve Jobs would call it, make a dent, <laughs> we would take up other battles. I love that. So on the other flip side, I'm just thinking about, you know, not only on the patient side, but it also benefits the, the drug discovery and development side, uh, especially with, I just heard an interview uh, with founder of was it Moderna. And it's just so fascinating where they're, they're basically, the data is the most important thing for them, right? So as you know, you're building up this model, I imagine partnerships with drug uh, manufacturers and researchers is massive. So we are, we don't believe we, we would be the only ones and it's foolish to think that way. You know, people sometimes try to uh, be very territorial about it. We are enablers. Mm. We are driving this ecosystem and we are happy to partner with everybody. Important is at the end of the day, what we track ourselves with are patient healthcare outcomes. We need to create, provide a positive impact in the lives of patients diagnosed with cancer. And whatever gives us the shortest path in getting there, we are happy to go with that. That's so right. That's how I know our... you're a doctor. <laughs> when you talk about outcomes, I know when you're, you know the doctor lingo. <laughs> yeah, so it's, we are collaborative. There is no competition. We all have to come together to fight this and COVID has been a fantastic example. You know, all have come together, tried to find solutions to problems. But again, in this entire exercise, patient has to be truly at the center of the solution. Patients cannot be part of the problem. 
Patients have to be part of the solution. And this is the new paradigm. That's why, you know, in the crypto world, people have been talking about decentralized finance. You know, it's time that we talk about decentralized drug discovery and development. Wow. I, lo I love the vision that you're painting and I believe you're creating something truly awesome for the world. So tell me more about where the pro project is right now. Like, where are, you, where are you in this roadmap of creating this entire ecosystem? I know individually in parts, you have several of the pieces, but tell me the big picture. Like, where, what are the next steps? Where are you so far? And also, I do want to touch upon um, the coin aspect of it as well. So we just started like yesterday. Uh, in August last year, we launched uh, the a lot, That's a long day, August of last year. <laughs> and we already are over 130,000 cancer patients. Incredible. Every, every 10, 15 seconds, we are having one cancer patient trusting us. So it's, it's phenomenal. It's not just the number itself. Mm -hmm. it, it gives you a huge sense of responsibility on your shoulders seeing patients who really need hope uh, that they are trusting you. So the growth has been, has been huge and, uh, and we have been humbled with this trust that, that patients have bestowed onto us. Um, and in our drug discovery program for pancreatic cancer, we already have been working diligently for the past three years, boiling the ocean everything that's out there to come out with mono and combination therapy hypothesis that we believe have would have a high probability of success against pancreatic cancer. And we are now at a stage wherein we are looking at assessing, analyzing the real world data from patients uh, through this cancer coin program to validate these hypotheses to really get to the next step. So that's where we stand. And CancerCoin as a token, as a currency of exchange for this ecosystem um, is being launched next week. We are going for a pre-placement. Um, we plan to have 600 million tokens out there. And the pre-placement, uh, we want to have 50 million tokens placed and then end of July, we would get out with an initial exchange offer to all the retail investors out there. Um, and the token would be priced well below one euro. This is truly exciting times for you both. Absolutely. Sounds like, sounds like it was a long day since August coming, coming here. <laughs> yes. Um, how, how can- It's also very fulfilling, Ivan. Yeah, how can how can people get involved? How can they get involved with the project? How can they become part of this token sale? Uh, first bit is any institutional, you know, on the pre-placement uh, round that's going on for the first, you know, starting uh, Monday next week uh, till end of July, um, we'll go for pre-placements and we'll do an outreach to institutionals and other investors and they can reach out to either Kiara or myself. Um, and um, there'll be information available on the CancerCoin website. 
uh, cancer coin also will have you know social media handles so all of this information would be provided there they can reach out to us if there is interest and we would love to uh, have them be a part of the story yeah, I loved it when Kiara was talking about uh, new users and cancer patients signing on. You can see the smile in her face. It's like, <laughs> these aren't just normal users, you know, and I, I think you said it really well. Um, you know, these are people that are putting their trust uh, with you. So that's that's powerful. That's extremely powerful. And I appreciate it. I'll be sharing the, the links to the website, um, their upcoming token sale in the description below, but truly excited and, and I can see the passion behind what you're trying to build. And thank you for doing that. Because after listening to that book, it really opened my eyes, you know, kind of, it's not just, it's not just cancer. There's a whole world that wraps around it that the patient experiences. And I don't know. I just remember driving and listening to that book. It just opened my eyes at what people go through and it's a very hard story to tell, but with all these ecosystems and resources, definitely going to help each patient going through this journey. Absolutely. And will not rest. <laughs> we have made that dent. <laughs>